Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Mr. Rob is to my immediate right. And uh, that's But he's it. in another room. He's not to your immediate right. He's in another room. Well, he's still <laughs> over there. He's he still is. The, that's still the correct direction. And I know, Rob, he's not to your right. He may be to your left. <laughs> you think? Oh, is he? I don't know. Oh, I'm you think? Kidding. Okay. That would be funny. Yeah, we don't know Rob's politics, but that's the way it's supposed to be. He's just a good... Uh, good right. That's our venue. He, his producer. venue is to get folks on the air. Ours is to argue the politics. Right. And Joe is uh, ultra-conservative, natural-born listener. But Not ultra, s- just conservative. Yeah, ultra-conservative. And wears Fox Funnels, and I'm, I am I play a liberal on the radio, so we're ready to go. you got your MSNBC <laughs> funnels stuck in... <laughs> Not in your ear, by no, the way. MSNBC <laughs> earbuds. We're, we're hipper. Yeah, right. You wear the old... Uh, uh, funnels that... Uh, the trumpets. Like, they the call trumpets, them ear right. trumpets, right. Right. <laughs> We're a little hipper than that. We wear wireless earbuds. Whenever we can find them, most of the time they're lost. I know I just read a story about somebody fell asleep and swallowed one of their earbuds. Oh. They fell asleep with them somehow. So I imagine their stomach is making noise now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bluetooth is still working. Possibly somewhere else oh, later boy. on. <laughs> so. All right. So, yeah, that's why you should only wear corded earbuds to bed. So you can pull them back out. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our open phones. We invite you to do exactly what I did over the weekend. I picked out another perfect truck for me. You can visit visit sunburymotors.com. You can see online their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. You can select the perfect vehicle for yourself and purchase it online right from your home. Of course, we happen to be enjoying a pandemic right now, and if you want to make sure that you don't suffer negatively because of that you can check out hundreds of literally perfect and 200-point checked uh, new vehicles that are pre-owned vehicles, or you can check out the hundreds of brand-new vehicles at both the Kia dealership or the Hyundais or the Fords or the Lincolns, uh, and then purchase it online, and the Sunbury Motor Company would be very happy to do business uh, with you. You can even haggle a little emailically and electronically and make sure that you're getting the deal that you think is right and the price is perfect for the vehicle you might be turning in, and it is an opportunity for you to enjoy uh, enjoying some largesse because you've chosen the Sunbury Motor Company uh, for your vehicle. Are you okay over there? No, I'm just trying to decipher what you're saying. I think we probably <laughs> should send an interpreter out for you. Because you're you? feeling big. You think Emailically. If you think big, largesse. Largesse. <laughs> yeah, that's where your one eyebrow right. went up for that one. <laughs> you were, I think you are largesse. All right. Well, all right. Are you happy if I just say you can score a big, fat deal? No, I don't like the you word fat. You don't like that either. Nope. Okay. All right. Yes. You can do quite well at Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, you'll get a good deal. You'll save that's a lot. 
lot of money. You'll save a lot of Benjamins. So bring the down. wife and bring the title and come on down. You'll save a lot of Washingtons <laughs> if you go down to Lincoln Street in Sunbury. Well, you'll do save more than Washingtons. You'll save Franklins. All right. You might even save a Hamilton or two. Perhaps a Grant. Wow. Okay, now you're getting up to that's a 50, right? Right. Okay. I wouldn't know that if we hadn't had that conversation a couple of weeks ago about uh, the Tubbs, Mrs. Tubbs. Um, the uh, <laughs> Mrs. Tubbs. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. All right. We invite you to visit the Quick Lane as well. If you're not going to d- sell your vehicle or turn it in, go to the Quick Lane. On you North wouldn't mean Force. Harriet Tubman, would you? Yes, of course. <laughs> Just a pure <laughs> Mrs. Tubbs confused me for a minute. <laughs> SunburyMotors.com. Let's get out of this before they get in trouble. All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, so please do check them out at SunburyMotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-799. Five nine five six five. We can talk about the Super Bowl, the commercials. We can talk. Yeah. We can talk about uh, Maxine Waters encouraging oh, yeah. people to harass. That seems to be the memory of the decade uh, to come up lately. I guess what that was about two, three years ago. She Apparently, they're going to be uh, they're going to be using that in the trial, the president's trial, which starts tomorrow. I saw. I don't. Well, let you, me finish the okay, intro go ahead, here. Finish. Right. So that would be one thing. Of course, we do have the impeachment trial, and the and the more you know about the U.S. Constitution, the less clear. It seems to be. It's just the the big experts around here say they don't know. But fortunately, we do have Facebook. I was on Facebook over the weekend. Some of our good listeners say they do know for sure do that they? yeah that the trial is illegal. So that would that really that would really help. And I think they should send an email to the U.S. Senate so that they're clear on this. Our toll free line open. If you wish to comment on these kinds of topics, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can text us at seven zero two three six. You can email us at on the market at the KOK Andy McCarthy wrote a very interesting piece that was published this morning about the impeachment. Where was it published? It was on Fox. Okay. Um, I, I don't know whether he works for them all the time or not. But he makes a good point. He says, in a criminal case, which is what an impeachment most resembles, the court is the independent institution ensuring that the accused will not be overwhelmed by the government's awesome power and resources. A neutral judge presides. The defendant is presumed innocent and need not do anything to prove he is not guilty. The prosecution bears the fully, fully the burden of proof. To further even the playing field, the defendant is entitled to counsel and to discovery of the government's case, including exculpatory evidence in its files. Perhaps most significantly for present purposes, the accused is entitled to a fair and impartial jury and may not be found guilty unless the jury unanimously finds the prosecutor has proved the charge beyond a reasonable doubt. And even if that happens, federal law entitles the accused to multiple counts of appeal. And if prosecution has somehow transgressed the Constitution or other federal law, as they have been interpreted by the courts, the conviction will be reversed. And he points out that that's not what we have here. And he makes it. In the U.S. Point. Senate. So the founders right. of the Constitution didn't set it up that way, or we're doing it wrong? No, no, they didn't set it up that way. He said the main okay. point of impeachment is to remove an official, and Trump is already a former president, who obviously cannot be removed. Democrats and some Republicans point out the Constitution also makes disqualification from holding office in the future a penalty for impeachment, and thus the ins- they insist the trial is valid. But if that penalty were intended to apply to former presidents, the Trump 
legal team counters, the framers would have mandated that a real impartial judge preside over the Senate trial. <laughs> and here Which we, we now do have, not have in this case. And that the presiding officer will now be Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont, one of the chamber's most notoriously partisan Democrats. If you have a vague memory from civics classes that the vice president is supposed to preside over the Senate proceedings, you're recalling correctly. But in this instance, Vice President Kamala Harris opted out, just as the chief justice did, because the Biden administration is worried that the Senate trial sets a precedent of the opposition, uh, uh, set a precedent uh, from the opposition party, a trial that with Trump already out of office is overwhelmingly opposed by Republicans across the country and already has the appearance of a vindictive kangaroo court. All right. Remarkably learned for Fox. Thank you. Yeah, that is helpful. Well, that's very important. You know, and if I don't know if you watch the Sunday shows, I I tend to listen to all of them. Uh, We heard exactly the same thing over the weekend. Ultra smart people who have studied this closely saying this trial is a sham, shouldn't be held. It's just, uh, you know, vindictive outreach on the part of Democrats, and it's wrong. And then another learned scholar comes along, studied this, right, right, (laughs) says, yep, this is because of the forward end impact of this and several other aspects of the Constitution that this is perfectly legal and this is appropriate and it you know it's a good check on presidents during the end of their terms and uh, you know just all, all the same reasons so uh, well I, this morning I don't know whether you heard Gordon Deal's program this morning on WKOK <laughs> I heard uh, that it was on I it just was made on, sure it was but on. He, uh, he had someone on talking about the fact and I've mentioned this before that impeachment's probably not the right thing but there are criminal remedies if you believe he's done something criminal that he's not exempt now that he's out of office from prosecution well criminally we did look at that and boy I'll tell you what that incitement uh, charge is awful high bar, which the president has not done that. Well, if it's high bar for a criminal proceeding, proceeding, shouldn't it be high bar for an impeachment conviction? Well, our impeachment just isn't on the inciting. That is part of it. So, well, we're, 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 we're taking our time away from our good callers here. But, um, yeah, we'll look at that farther. Yes, you would think it would be the same bar, but it isn't. It's like the difference between a civil trial and a criminal well, trial. They don't have the same level of uh, proof required. Let me make this last point that Andy McCarthy raised, and it's a good one. He said, here's the rub. You're thinking that because the proceeding is a trial, then fairness must be an absolute requirement. But it is not. Impeachment is not meant to be fair. It's meant to be political. Oh, okay. Well, cha-ching! Right. <laughs> we nailed that one. All he right, says well, that's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> we are opening up. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, I like that. And you sent that to me? Yes, I did. But okay. obviously, I've cast pearls before swine. Right. I didn't get a chance <laughs> to read it, but I am going to read the whole thing, too, and without your bad emphases <laughs> that you put on things. So, uh, But it is an open Monday, so that is a great uh, starter. We can talk about anything you wish to today, and we're going to launch off on the right foot with some callers waiting. So Carl has been very patient. It is open today. We talked about impeachment. We talked about Thon being, uh, going all virtual, and, uh, of course, the pandemic's always a good topic. What's on your mind these days? Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Mark. The morning. reason I called this morning, I happened to be with a friend of mine who's one of the local EMS worker, and they had a run last Friday where they uh, transported a free teenage boy to Geisinger, and they found out when they got there that Geisinger had zero pediatric psych beds available for this young boy, and as it turned out, there were no pediatric psych beds in the entire state of Pennsylvania open. The boy had to be transferred out of the state. And 
I think it's time that this whole pandemic thing, you know, we stop talking about it. Every time we listen to the news, it's how many more cases in Union County, Northumberland County, Snyder County, how many people died, wear your mask, wear your mask. And the damage that this is doing, I think, to our young people, uh, it's going to be years till we know exactly what, you know, comes out of this. But I just think it's, it's time to put this behind us. And uh, Well, all the news today is good. All the news in the past couple of weeks has been good. Vaccine, vaccines yeah, but, going up. But, yeah, but we still, every time the news, every time you, you know, the news comes on, it's how many new cases here, how many new cases there. I think it's just time to put this whole thing behind us. Forget the mask, forget the news, forget all this stuff, and let's, let's get back with our lives. Do you not think the division in the U.S. would also be something weighing on the minds of teenagers? I don't, not near as much as this whole pandemic thing. Uh, the the fact that the kids can't go to school, they can't be with their classmates, they're sitting in front of a computer for you know six, seven, eight hours and getting absolutely nothing out of it. Uh, you know, it, it's just it has to come to an end here. It, it, it's going to do. It's doing much more damage to our kids than the actual disease itself. I completely agree with you about the schooling part and the fact that they—I'm sorry, I think that the school districts are not putting enough into the distance learning uh, because, you know, some of the kids are in school and, you know, the teachers have to divide their time between kids who are there and kids who aren't there and try and make sure every kid get what's they need, get what's, gets what they need, and that's not an easy job on a normal day, let alone when this class is split up between people who are there and people who aren't there. Yeah, definitely. We— we, you know, I, I just think we're, we're all getting sick of it. But the fact that, I mean, if you think about it, not one like pediatric bed in the entire state is available. Do you think that, uh, that, that has yeah, to tell us How many beds are there? Did you find that out? You know, I did not. I did not. And that, that would be an important, you know, thing to know. Uh, yeah, but, there were only two to start I mean, with. <laughs> well, I, I doubt that very much. I doubt that there's in the entire state. But, you know, when you have CHOP down in uh, Philadelphia, you have Children's Hospital out in Pittsburgh, you have all the Geisinger hospitals, uh, you have the Reading hospitals, not one bed available. That has to tell us something is really going wrong here. You know, these aren't kids with COVID. These are kids that, you know, have are having mental issues trying to deal with all this, that we're putting, we're putting this burden on them. We're scaring the crap out of them. You know, when, you know, when they see people running around with all these masks on and li- listening to the, like I said, listening to the news, and, you know, you drive down the road and you see somebody in their car by themselves with a mask on. That's mental. I mean, come on. Well, I think that I've, I've explained why I wear a mask when I'm running errands, because you're going in, you know, I'll go in Wises and out of Wises and then over to Biters, and that's what? 200 yards, so I'm not going to take my mask off because it takes me forever to get it to sit right, <laughs> so so it doesn't <laughs> fog my glasses, and then I go to Duncan. I'm not taking my mask off between these uh, trips, so if you see me on 4th Street or in Sunbury or 11 and 15, it's because I'm going from place to place, and I'm sick of taking the mask on and off. I just leave it on. Well, Mark, I would expect you to wear your mask all the time, you know, like I said. <laughs> Right. So, well, if um, yeah, it's much easier, if the uh, Greensburg Tribune Review can be believed, there are 300 such beds in Pennsylvania. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Wow. Holy smokes. Well, 
Well, okay, yeah. well, that's noteworthy. Well, listen, we'll look into that. I think that's a big deal, and uh, uh, we'll follow up on that. News about the pandemic has been brighter lately, so there's a glimmer of hope without us even changing direction, as per your suggestion. So, Carl, thank you. Great insight. Thanks for calling in Thanks, today. Yep. Yeah, that's a big Thanks. thing to worry about. Yeah, and I, th- I know suicide's way up. All right, Stan, you're next up. Impeachment, the topic. Hold on. Stand by. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. we got callers waiting, so we'll go right to the phones. Stan, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, mark, you don't, you don't really have to be a learned scholar to know that this impeachment trial is a, a, a farce. You know, if, <laughs> if, if the chief justice of the Supreme Court says he wants nothing to do with it, that's a pretty big clue to me. Is that not constitutional, that he not participate if the individual is now in office? He doesn't have to. It, he could. The Constitution. It's 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 in the Constitution that he has to preside over it. No, Him. not really. It isn't. And according to what the story I read this morning, and I think it's true, he has the right to participate in it. But it only the Constitution only requires that someone. Wait till I find it here. There's some wording in there that indicates it has to be someone who is qualified, if you will. Um, uh, I think for a president, it's supposed to be the Well, the president the may be, but he's not the president. That's what well, I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. That's the other thing. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's you, you, they can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I see they're what so you're saying. I understand this. And, and they're so scared of Trump. Go ahead. Yeah. They're terrified of Trump that he might have some influence on 2022 and 2024, whether he runs again in 24 or not. (laughs) He already is. (laughs) Exactly. He's the most talked about candidate in 2024. They know he's right, and they're trying to prevent it from happening. Well, having Patrick Leahy, having Patrick Leahy as the presiding officer certainly doesn't lend any air of impartiality to the proceedings. Well, there is no impartiality in any of the proceedings because it's not. You can't compare what's going on in the Senate. Whether it, it, okay, let's put it a, whether it's above board or not, which I don't think it is, in a, in a criminal trial. Because in a criminal trial, every one of those senators would be tossed for bias. Every one of them, both parties. You're right. They would have never been selected for the jury. But it's a political exactly. endeavor, not a criminal endeavor. So that works out. Well, an interesting Leahy has to take, since he's going to preside, he has to take an oath to do impartial justice. I can hardly wait to see how that plays out. Uh, does, it, does that mean he has to put a placard in front of him that says, I have to remain partial, impartial today? Is that what they're going to have on his desk? I don't when know. he sits up there in the front? 
Well, he's going to take an oath that he's going to be impartial. <laughs> he doesn't get a vote then, right? Uh, yeah, I think he does. Well, uh, yeah, he does have well, a vote. Well, wait a minute. How, how can that be? How can a presiding officer over a trial get a vote in what's going on? Unless it's a bench trial where the judge makes all the decisions. But this is not a, a trial. trial. This is not a criminal trial. It's a political trial. Exactly, but irregardless, he's in charge of the proceedings. He should not have a vote. Under normal circumstances, but it's a political endeavor, and every politician has to have their say. <laughs> you keep so. making the point; it's not normal, and it shouldn't be happening because it's unconstitutional and a farce. It is All normal. They are is trying it's... to get rid of him. Well, it, it may be farcical. Office, I think so they everybody get rid of him from office. They're just trying to prevent him from doing anything in the future. But even if they prevent him from running, great. So what? He could still do a lot of influence. Well, yeah, I was just listening to one interview over the weekend where they said he's going to be the greatest influencer in the 2022 elections. You know, skip 2024. Whomever he campaigns for for Congress in 2022 is not a shoe in but it's going to well, have a big bonus. if you bonus. judged by Georgia and the senatorial races, his endorsement is not going to help at well, all. Well, but I think America yeah, well, is pretty gracious. I think he'll reemerge publicly pretty uh, pretty helpful well, to Well, he to will if, if Biden manages to destroy the economy. Me, which I think well, he's well underway. That's not going to hurt the campaign either. Yeah, that won't hurt that's the campaign. That's a pretty camp- foregoing collu- conclusion there, Joe. <laughs> he almost said collusion. Well, he's, he's doing that's his the best. other aspect of this. He's thrown All thousands right. of people out of jobs in the first couple of days and cost states billions of dollars from revenue from the pipeline. Stan, you got uh, 10 seconds left, and we'll get the next caller going here. Well, Biden already broke one campaign, pro- at least one campaign promise, when he was promising everybody he was going to get two thousand dollars from this great COVID relief bill, which sends millions and millions overseas to people that have nothing to do with COVID. And his two wonderful senators from Georgia also <laughs> campaigned on that. And what are they doing? They lied to the American people once again. It's only going to be fourteen hundred dollars. Personally, I think it should be zero. But the tyrannical governors of the Democrat Party need to open up their states so people can get back to work. And none of this would be needed, would it? No, well, look at Newsom there. That recall petition in California may go over 2 million signatures, which would be about 200,000 more than they need. Okay, Stan, we got to move on. Thank you so much. All great, right, have a good day. Great points all. Very much appreciated. And, Eric, uh, it is an open phones du- uh, Monday. We, of course, talked about the impeachment a little bit, talked about the dance marathon being going all virtual, talked about uh, kids' uh, mental health. Uh, preteen, I believe, was the descriptor we heard there. It's a tough row for young people. What's on your mind today? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, the previous caller, too, uh, I believe was incorrect. Uh, he <laughs> said there's no pediatric beds. I believe he was referring to there's no pediatric psychiatric beds. That is exactly what there he did are, say. You there must are have missed pediatric that. beds if a child comes down with, you know, No, he said, COVID, so he said, pedia- he said pediatric psychiatric. He, said, yeah, he, he made it clear. Pretty psychiatric. clear about that. Yeah, that, that, that uh, okay. But he said time and time again, just pediatric, I want to make that clear, that there are pediatric beds. I mean, there, we have capacity here at Geisinger and other places. But uh, I do take uh, severe uh, umbrage with his uh, all-sweeping statement that the kids are getting nothing, nothing from in-home instruction. Is it as good as instruction in classroom? Of course not. But you have hundreds, thousands of teachers working very hard trying to cover both, both the kids who are in class and at the same time those who are choosing to be 
at home. And, and in most school districts, including Sealands Grove, it is a choice. But this isn't done yet. And people want to say, oh, well, let's just move on. Well, I've got news for you. My grandson here in Port Treverton had to quarantine for 14 days because one of his classmates at Sealands Grove Elementary tested positive for COVID. So it's still out there. And yes, uh, granted, children do not necessarily show as many symptoms, but the, the communicality of it, they can, uh, you know, the, give it to their, their families, their parents or grandparents is still there. So we can't just say, hey, you know, let's, let's just move on. Uh, there, there's, there's other issues here. But what I will focus on, and as my previous uh, career with the Commonwealth and the state Medicaid system, I agree wholeheartedly the Commonwealth needs to invest more in pediatric care, psychiatric care. We do not have nearly enough providers, not nearly enough beds for the most challenged young people who have severe psychiatric problems. We need to try to build up and have more beds for those so when they need to have inpatient treatment, they can have it. One of our the good idea listeners. is to have inpatient treatment, get them stabilized, and then bring them home to their families. But some of these kids who, who need the treatment, there are just no beds, not enough beds for them. One That's of our good listeners sends me a text and says, there are no pediatric psychiatrists available. There's none in the country that are available. I don't know about that. I don't know that. No, no, that's not true. Uh, there are the limited, limited uh, numbers of, of psychiatrists who treat. But then we're also not talking about psychiatrists, talking about psychologists, talking about psychiatric social workers. I mean, the psychiatrists are the doctors. They're the ones who can prescribe medications. But the whole realm of those serving and helping to treat pediatric psychiatric is, 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 uh, needs to be bolstered here in the Commonwealth and, and around. I mean, there are psychiatric, uh, uh, pediatric psychiatrists, but again, let's not forget that it's the whole uh, spectrum of those providing services for our mentally ill, real young ones. Well, and Eric, you're defending teachers, but one of our good callers uh, sends us a note and says the original caller was saying kids are suffering because they can't socialize with their peers. He didn't say anything about the quality of the instruction. No, he said that the kids are at home in front of the computers and are learning nothing. That's right, he, he did say he did say that. They're getting nothing. He said they're getting nothing out of it. Nothing out of it, right. Thank you, gentlemen, as always, for the call. Oh, Thanks, Eric. Gosh, well, thank you for the call, as always. Gentlemen. Well, to be continued, uh, we are going to take the CBS break for six minutes. We'll come back with some local headlines. We'll talk about the Be Kind initiative for nah, today. Let's forget that. Write a nice <laughs> comment to your colleague. Oh, I'll do that during the break. Yeah, you will. Dear Mark, you Mark, stink. WKOK Sunday. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. <laughs> Welcome on board. WKOK is alive. What did you just say? I just said, is it Eric? Oh, that's you said not what my ears heard. Oh. Just as the mics were coming on. Okay, very well. All right, 1 800. I thought you were saying, is it an airhead? No, no, no. You said it's a, <laughs> that someone's already on the line, and Eric is usually one of our first callers, yeah, and he's sometimes. often on the line before we start taking calls. Is he calls. an airhead? And no, the answer is no. Eric is definitely not an airhead. <laughs> no, just the opposite. He's a 
right guy. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Today's uh, be kind bingo board piece is write a nice comment with your takeout order. In other words, as you give the slip or sign it to, to them, or don't give them the slip as you hand the slip back to them. Uh, write a nice comment on there. Say thank you, thank you, thank you, and give them an extra tip or if, if you think that's appropriate. So, yeah, that's uh, write a nice comment with your takeout order. I think they'd probably like to have the money instead. Well, do both. (laughs) Write a tip on the money. I mean, write a nice comment on the money saying you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, So that is today's uh, Be Kind Month activity. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com if you wish to get in queue. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Talked about uh, pediatric psychology a little bit, how the pandemic is weighing on the minds of young people, lack of socialization, schooling not up to speed in the minds of some, and so uh, there is a real opportunity for us to continue that conversation. Those are both big areas. Maybe there's something else on your mind. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Some very brief news headlines. A body was found along Interstate 80 yesterday. Happened Sunday at mile marker 199. The eastbound lanes were shut down for a short time while the investigation was underway at the mile run exit. Uh, troopers not releasing any additional details about that. Uh, we One of the many opinions about whether the trial in the U.S. Senate is legal or not came from noted Williamsport attorney Cliff Readers. So the answer to that question is that the United States Senate will make that decision because it is, because it is very unclear in the Constitution or in the two cases where it's been tried. The Williamsport attorney says that uh, one piece on the upcoming impeachment is just depends upon how you read the Constitution. Uh, another substantial number of new COVID-19 cases has been reported around here in Union County, but not to worry. It's a big clog from a backlog of previously noted coronavirus cases. Bucknell University going virtual as they have 41 cases on campus. All of these uh, numbers going down in general, minus these spikes because of uh, catching up with the backlog and the number of vaccinations around here climbing. 231 more people in the Valley have received their first dose, including my good co-host who sits across from me, is half inoculated and uh, will finish that uh, process in the weeks ahead. In Montour County, 2,400 people. Northumberland County, 7,800 people inoculated uh, so far. And uh, Geisinger says they've done 69,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccine, Pfizer and uh, Moderna being distributed there. Pandemic having an impact on the THON, the Four Diamonds organization and Penn State University announcing the dance marathon is going to be virtual this year. And as though they didn't have enough money, the state legislature's spending grew by more than 8% last year, adding some $20 million to their reserves as the state's deficit ballooned. And of course, many residents were struggling during the pandemic. The Legislative Audit Advisory Commission Thursday voted without debate to approve the legislative branch's spending report for the 2019-20 year that ended in June. AP says total spending reached $392 million, up from $362 the year before and from $355 million in the 2017 year. Payroll grew by about $29 million. The state legislature says payrolls in Pennsylvania grew 
but just for the legislative branch, not for the whole state as a whole, but $29 million in additional payroll costs last year. The largest category of legislative expenses by far was that payroll and benefits, which costs about $328 million overall, up from 299 the year before. How about that? Some big races going out in Harrisburg. Right, uh, Joe's favorite part of the uh, pre-Super Bowl pre-activities was another poem from Amanda Gorman. I'm just—I'm always surprised that you were that type of individual, and, but you loved that poem yesterday. So yeah, I thought it was good. It, was, it wasn't as well, good. You know, as I'm a roses are red, violets are blue kind of guy. Right. So her poetry is a little beyond me, but she's very, very good. Right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Than would like to personally argue with Joe for a short time, so let's give him that opportunity. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, as Ben said, we don't want to argue. That sounds bad. We have to discuss. However, uh, I'm willing to discuss. By the way, Joe, the nice thing you can do to Mark on Be Kind uh, this time, because you're supposed to be kind to a fellow worker, I think you said, is give him a note that said, I'm going to stop being cynical about be kind. <laughs> yes, that would be a, be a nice, a pleasant change. That would be kind. I believe in kindness every day, Than. I don't think it needs to have a special month. You should be kind no, every day. It doesn't, but, it's, uh, but you realize that some people kind of forget that sort of thing, Joe. I don't think I do. I don't think you do. Some people do, and it's good to just have a reminder. And I think it's good for the little guys, the little kids who uh, listen to this and they hear be kind from their role models. It seems like a nice thing to do. It doesn't cost anything, and it's kind of fun. Don't you think? So says Than. Yeah, he's not having any fun. No, this, this he just yells, get off my lawn, That's using right. different wording, different topics. I topic. always say, please get off my lawn. Okay, my, my, my topic, of course, is which Republican Party do you belong to? And I'm not just asking you, Joe, for an answer, but uh, it seems to me that's something that's got to be answered in a while. There seem to be two Republican parties, and I don't know which way you are going. Well, which Sometimes Democratic Party do you belong to, the far-left party of Bernie and AOC or the moderate party of Joe Biden? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I'm just asking. I'll tell you which one I belong to in the Republican Party. I'm more of a Ronald Reagan guy. Oh, okay. Big spender, go away. Oh, right, right. And, uh, <laughs> no, we're talking Joe Biden there. We're talking Joe Biden and the Democrats with their nine, $1.9 trillion bailout. I, I, well, I just remember this, that you have been bragging about the fact your taxes have been low, lowered, while poorer people like myself and our children in the future are paying back a trillion dollars that you guys got as tax breaks, uh, you should be thanking us. Well, how about how about uh, defunding or forgiving the debt of college students? Do you think that's a good idea? All right, both well, of you knock it off. You're not really, <laughs> neither of you are talking about anything No, he's talking sub- about money, you know. Oh, all right. The Republican Party is in trouble. And do they no, have a way so. forward? They're going to have to change. There's no doubt they can't just continue to follow President Trump all over the country when he's doing congressional campaigning. What's your view about where the Republican Party can go and then we'll get Joe's view on this. You know what? I don't think I have an answer to that. I I have not seen a party this shattered 
since the Democrats last time. Uh, it seems to me this I am right now in a by far more grounded party than the Republican Party, which is seems unusual. I've always thought the Democrats could snatch uh, victory or defeat out of the mouth of victory. But you guys are doing the same thing, and I'm very curious. We need two parties in this country, at least two. We probably need many more, but we need two parties in this country. And you guys got to get your stuff together. And Joe, well, what's your view of an ideal Republican Party in the years ahead? Well, I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> Why not? Well, because I think it depends on the time and the circumstance. I mean, if, if the party is to grow, it has to be able to adapt and to move with the changing times. You know, I, I don't think any political party can stay stagnant and stand still and forecast what its future is going to be. I would think basic core principles count, and Republican core principles are the same as they've always been. We give people a hand up, not a hand out. We believe in fiscal responsibility. Smaller government. Smaller government, you know, and the Democrats have an opposite view, and that's it's certainly a legitimate view. And the American people, from time to time, in their wisdom, decide which side gets to exercise its wishes. Both Republican and Democrats seem to love deficit spending, so that's... Oh, they never met a deficit they didn't like. And no party, no political party, will ever solve that issue because no one gets elected by promising nothing but hardship. The last time that worked was Winston Churchill. We have nothing to offer but blood, sweat, and tears. He'd be dust. <laughs> hey, you you can talk very fast, but i got to remind you that I believe if you look into it, when they went out of office the last four or five... Republican presidents have been a worse deficit than after the Democrats get out of office. But that, that's partially off the subject. <laughs> well, that's I not true either. Is <laughs> I just have to say, I thought Carl really sounded like uh, uh, our ex-president when he decided that the virus was something we could ignore and it would go away. I'm sorry, Carl, you're a good buddy of mine. But just not looking at it doesn't make it go away. Closing your eyes and think it's gone doesn't work. If you don't wear a mask, you don't have to worry about it, and kids will do better. So, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're stuck. Sometimes when you say things like that sarcastically, Mark, people believe you. Oh, my gosh, don't believe me. Please wear a mask and stay distant. I believe keep, you. Keep doing what you're doing. We're, no, you he's, know, he's serious over there. We've broken the back on this pandemic. We just got to keep going in a couple more months. The, the vaccinations are coming out if folks want those. Thank I you so much. I have one tomorrow. Right. My wife and I both have one tomorrow. Your first or, sec first or second? That, that is a first. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we're way ahead of you. We have, we're in the 50% immunity area now. We had Two weeks ago, we had our first. Two weeks from now, we'll have our second. Uh, good for you. Which one did you get? Moderna. Okay. Hey, I'm glad you're healthy, Joe. Glad you're you are, too. For a couple of minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stan. Take care, Thanks Dan. for calling in. I'll get you for that, that, buddy. <laughs> all right. All right. one 800 Read this upper right-hand corner, then we will take a quick break. Okay. It says, good morning, guys. Is this what they are calling climate change? Climate change to me is snow like this in August. Oh, that that's right. It's still February and just the month that snow is supposed to be in. And if you read Genesis 8.22, written right after the flood, while earth remains, seed time, harvest, cold heat, summer and winter, winter days and night shall not cease. If you believe anything else, you're being fed 
or you're being lied to. Thanks for allowing me to share. All right. Super. Thank you so much. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we got two emails pending. No text today, so Stan's pretty busy this morning. So, But he did have time to call. For that, we are grateful. If anybody likes to call us, so we have talked about impeachment. Now, one of our good listeners says because of the fact that it's winter, we do not, in fact, have climate change. I think you could also say that uh, since uh, each year is subsequently warmer than the year before these days, uh, we're not going to break any weather records for low temperature this winter. We're going down in the single digits coming in, but all the weather records are below zero. So I think it's safe to say that uh, our, uh, even locally we are enjoying a few degrees warmer now than we used to. But what's your view on this? We can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about the impeachment trial, which many individuals feel is perfectly legal, and many individuals feel it is perfectly illegal, depending upon uh, which side of the aisle you sit on. And it's a political trial, as uh, Joe's good uh, scholar pointed out in that clipping. So uh, we can talk about that. Uh, it is Open Phones Monday, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at WDK com or text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. One of our good listeners uh, sent us a email recently. It says, uh, Dear Mark and Joe, please answer yes or no. Is Donald Trump still the president of the United States? Well, no, obviously the answer never. is no, okay? <laughs> thank you for your email. Then he goes on to point out that the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on conviction, on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. If the Constitution is true, the impeachment committee must consider that Donald Trump is still the president of the United States. If Donald Trump is not the president of the United States, then it cannot be legal for Congress to impeach a private citizen. Wait, 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 stop. They Congress, wouldn't impeach him. They'd be convicted. Of well, him. yeah, Congress has already impeached him when he was president, so we get, we get right, past that Right, impeachment one. is there. Well, everybody contorts impeachment and conviction. When Congress voted, or when the House voted to impeach him, he was impeached. Now the question is, will be he be convicted of that impeachment? In the Constitution, under Article 1, Section 8, describes the spending rights of Congress. Nowhere is it stated that funds can be used to impeach a private citizen, or convict a private citizen of impeachment, I'll say that. If this is true, should not the members of Congress in favor of impeachment be impeached themselves for spending funds illegally, for trying to impeach 
speech a private citizen? Because a man makes a speech, does that mean you follow his words? You tell your child not to drink and drive, but they do. They're involved in an auto accident where they kill an innocent person. Should they be held responsible? People make their own decisions, be it right or wrong. They are the ones to be held accountable for their own actions. Signed, Dave. All right. Yeah, we've, we've all of these points have been brought up and talked about, and ultra-smart people read the entire Constitution, not just those sections, and say, once the impeachment takes place, it goes to the Senate. Some say it doesn't really matter whether you're still in office or now. The impeachment is has happened, and the Senate has an obligation well, to act on it. What are they going to gain? The only thing you could possibly gain is to remove the man from office. And, and the article that I read earlier, I, it, it's quite lengthy, and I didn't even cover we'll all bar of them it. from future office. But would Andy be one McCarthy aspect. makes up makes the point that you know what what are you gaining? Where what are you getting out of this other than you know stopping him from running in the future? Well, I, the answer to your question is you know it's it's since it's a political trial, you only gain political advantage that you have an individual who represents is the head of the Republican Party and represents the party who has been impeached twice and convicted once and can no longer hold federal well, office. So that's a pretty good. But even Joe feather. Biden no, no, is that, saying that's he's a pretty good feather for the Democrats. But what you would also accomplish well, is that if the Senate. If an individual is impeached in the House, which has taken place, it doesn't say, well, the Senate can think and ponder and study and maybe they should or shouldn't hold a trial or not. It says if an individual is impeached in the House, the Senate shall hold a trial. So they're going to hold a trial. But they should have held the trial before he was out of office. No, I wouldn't think that. <laughs> You'd have one day to do it. The Senate well, doesn't that's, work that fast. But that's the case. I, I think what they should have done is censured him. Okay. And I would have voted to censure him because I think his right. remarks. You've been saying that all along, right. but that's that's a reasonable solution <laughs> that serves no. So one. now we're going to throw the country into more political turmoil and you know further divide it. Even Joe Biden has the common sense to <laughs> keep hands off of this one. Well, Democrats don't feel as though we've hit rock bottom yet, so we still have some uh, optimism and hope. Oh, come on. <laughs> we can hope. Are you okay, buddy? Yes. All can. right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, it is a, what do you call it, a cat's breakfast or something? Dog's breakfast. Dog's breakfast. All right. When <laughs> Lots you have all of these stuff. different <laughs> topics come up. 1-800-795-9565. Joseph, what is on your mind today? Go right ahead. Yes, I'm concerned about global warming. Uh, I have a question. As, now, I may be wrong in this, but I thought this Earth or was taught this Earth went through several ice ages. Is that not correct? Well, about several certainly did go through. One in, in recent millennia where we can thank that for, for the Great Lakes and all our good mountains and so on. Right. Yeah, okay. So it was a nice cap clean down to, I thought it was the Mason-Dixon line. I, maybe I'm wrong. Right? I think you're pretty close, yeah. Well, anyway, if that's true, then <laughs> this Earth must have went through one terrible heat wave, to, uh, and it didn't destroy the earth. To, to melt it clean back that we just have the polar caps now. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So, yeah, I think the so earth had... What, uh, you know, uh, this little bit of warming now is, is nothing in comparison to what must have taken place had it melted all that ice in years past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you sound pretty. You're, you are informed on climate science. I mean, enough to you know participate in the conversation. No, I, I, and you don't. I, I don't know that much about anything in that that realm. Okay. But I do know this: that the Earth is millions of years old. Of course, Christians think it's only six thousand years old, and it's simply because of the incorrect translation of one Hebrew word 
in the beginning of their Bible where it says the earth was without form and void. That word was should have been correctly translated became without form and void. Mm -hmm. So the earth was here for eons of time, we don't know. And uh, actually Satan, one-third of the angels under Lucifer, was given charge over the earth and he rebelled and that bring darkness upon the face of the deep and that's why the earth was uh, 6,000 years ago that was uh, became without form and void because of sin. Alright, well and to bring it back all the way to climate change today, I understand what you're saying the earth has gone through cycles and I, you know, there's really no guarantee that it couldn't cycle back into an ice age or, but I think what the conversation today is about is about man-made uh, man-exacerbated climate change, that all the carbon that we're pumping into the atmosphere is having a, a greenhouse impact on the U.S. Of course we do know that the planet is getting warmer, that's indisputable, and of course some people like to argue that it is not because of um, any man-made efforts, and we can certainly have that discussion on any day. But it is true in and the past. If volcanoes, if, um, when volcanoes were supposed to be erupting quite often back in the early millions of years ago or whatever, it spewed a lot of stuff in the upper atmosphere and caused a uh, greenhouse effect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, the Earth has had a balance in the past, but the, the goal of understanding climate change today is to try to understand man's impact on it now. I don't think it has that much. It has obviously it has some effect. Gotcha. Okay. I think over exaggerating, and according to Al Gore, <laughs> it is, what was it supposed to end? Uh, about five years ago or something. According to Al Gore, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, his, his plane is grounded. Now, Joseph, what's your view on the impeachment trial? You monitor a lot of this kind of thing. What's your view on that? Well, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, it's a sham, uh, and we all know that, you know. It's political, uh, yep. I just don't really like to get involved in too much political stuff. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thanks, Thanks for checking for in. Take care, Very buddy. much appreciate it. Yes, a good, informed climate skeptic is uh, always good. Remember, we used to talk to Joe Bastardi. I did try to get him incident. I think we, this was probably a year ago. We said we'll get a hold of him, and he said we would do it, but then we went into the pandemic, and then we kind of lost track of it, so we'll have to send him a note Where again. Where is Joe? Joe Bastardi, <laughs> not Lundberg, but right, Joe Bastardi, the original. Bistardi. The other Joe. The other Joe. <laughs> As he's known around here. All right. Uh, let's see. Last Monday, we heard some conversation about a community college in Sunbury Region in the four-county area, Community College. Friday, we're glad to say Bob Zimmerman Jr. called in and really clarified what the community college is all about. And to that end, one of our good listeners sent us this note. And this is a contrary opinion. Mark, any country or commu any, any county, county or community co community that would agree to invest in a community college in the city of Sunbury should have their heads examined. The unstable politics of Sunbury and Northumberland County should be enough to keep any intelligent investors from the project. There are many places that a community college would be better located. Snyder County or Union have facilities better suited than anything Sunbury can provide. Seems to me the board that Mr. Uh, seems to me the board that Mr. Mertz is on is much like the game commissioner's board, politically appointed businessmen that have much to gain from 
a community college being located in Sunbury. Yes, we need an accredited community college in this area, but one located in or overseen by Northumberland County and or the city of Sunbury would be a great mistake. The school would be uh, the the school would ultimately be run by coal region people, and you want to talk about corruption and people that will politicize the hiring of school and uh, politicize the hiring and school. I, I don't know how you politicize a school, but in any event, any politically connected person will get jobs for people like they used to do within the county nursing home. Please, people, don't be stupid. Do not support this in Northumberland County or the city of Sunbury. And that is signed. It is signed. It's signed by, wait a second, let me get down here. Scroll down. It's down here by Jim, Jim Budd. Budd. Right. Yeah, well, there's no, there's no accurate assumptions there, so there's definitely a... a uh, some important points that the person makes, so we appreciate that, Jim. Thank you. But all the assumptions are false, so really... Which ones are uh, false? Well, let's start at the beginning. Any county community that would agree to invest should have their head examined. Okay, well, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. I'm not going right. to dispute that. <laughs> unstable politics of somebody? Is that a true statement? We have well, not anymore, I don't okay, think. I yeah, think no, there was, a, was Although I think the fact that they, well, look at the fact that the former city administrator is now running for mayor, and the fact that apparently they were, uh, they did not part amicably, I would gather, um, based on. Yeah, I think they're amicable, but I think she saw real, uh, she had a real vision for how the city could progress. And well, I mean, the bottom line is that Sunbury that Sunbury's out. City Council is uh, individual fiefdoms. Each runs their own department, and they don't seem to want to give that up. Unstable politics in Northumberland County? I think Not Sham, anymore, Sam no. Shikatana would take umbrage with that. Well, I think the ca- current county commissioners are working quite well together. I mean, I haven't seen the division and the acrimony that we've seen in the past, so I would th- say they're very stable at the moment. Many places that a community college would be better located? Yes, they're very much aware of that. They are not glued to the city of Sunbury. Uh, Snyder Union have facilities better suited. Yes, excellent point. Yeah, to that end, uh, the assumption that it's going to be in Sunbury is false. Uh, it seems to me that Mr. Mertz is not on the board. I think he's talking about Bob Zimmerman Jr., who called in this last week. And, uh, of course, very learned individual, forward-thinking business leader around here uh, is helping to push that forward, but doesn't have a political bone in his body. I have no idea why you think he's doing this for politics. Uh, yes, we need an accredited community College. Well, well, you agree with that? So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, no, I'm a, the people that are pushing this agree for you. That I'm an objective observer of all of this. Uh, that uh, putting it in Sunbury would be a great mistake. Yeah, that's probably why they look elsewhere to make sure that they're. And it's for the four counties. It's not for Sunbury. It would be run by coal region people. Ultimately. Uh, well, yeah, that's silly. Uh, let's see. And they would politicize the hiring of the school. Well, I don't know about politicizing the hiring. That is a few forward-thinking comment. I'm not sure I, I can really comment on. Uh, any political connected person will get jobs. Again, I have no idea how that would happen. But uh, yeah, I, it's, well, it's I would hard think they have refute. to be qualified to, you know, educationally. You can't just throw Joe Jones into the um, into a college classroom and expect <laughs> yeah, him to teach. I could teach the surgery <laughs> class that's coming up. Uh, no, I was going to teach don't brain be surgery. stupid and support this. Well, I, I I think if if you knew the makeup of the Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project, it is a broad regional board of people who uh, I think it would take a strange day to call any of them stupid. But again, Jim. 
and that is in your your you know that's your opinion, and you can't really refute that. Well, so. I'm, I think if he's stuck with the cost of it, the cost benefit ratio, you know, everybody says there is a benefit to having one, but is mm-hmm. the cost of one? Are the counties willing to participate to such an extent that it will be economically feasible? And I doubt that they are. I mean, I, I don't know. Has any county signed on? I think the last I heard, no county had signed on. Well, Montour County is the only county that has said no. Now, all of the counties have said, well, we don't have any money for it right at the moment, but uh, they are still listening and hearing what has to be said. And in Montour County, they have said in the future, if you have more information, you come back. But I know the community college just did a big study that uh, said that it would be not only economically feasible, but would be significantly economically beneficial. And that's their story. But we'll bring we'll bring Bob Zimmerman back here or John Shipman. There's a wide range of people who are you know pretty darn informed on this that could answer all these well, questions. I think we've had, than me. had the answers to that. The question then becomes, what which answers do you buy? Do you worry, as our writer did, that uh, the the political or the politics of this thing would not be good, or do you buy into the fact that it's going to be an economic boom to the area? One of our good listeners sends me a quote and says, "Mark, you're always saying people around here think small. That's a perfect example of your previous letter writer." Yeah, yeah, I always quote a famed radio announcer in the region who says the trouble with people around here is they think small. So, but I'm quoting them just no. as a matter well, of Well, you ought point. to say who it is you're quoting. No, I can't do that <laughs> because somebody would hear that name then put it on their Arbitron diary. <laughs> okay. All right. 1-800-795-9565, Community College, Pandemic, uh, child, or Teen Psychology. Now we're going to add Maxine Waters to the mix. Oh, good. Well, this is a good clipping. I did read that one you sent a little while ago. So people are very upset about what Maxine Waters said a couple to two, three years ago because it is so germane to our impeachment conversation today. So we're going to hear that. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. (laughs) This is a rarity. This hasn't happened for about five and a half months. No lines lit, no texts pending, and just one quickie email. Right. Tom says, and and this isn't even in all caps as it usually is, (laughs) although the end is, Tom says, what will the trial do? It sends a message to future clowns and crooks that this garbage is unacceptable. Use your heads! Signed Tom. He has to put some caps in there, <laughs> says Tom. All right. Well, that's a good point. And plus, according to Cliff Readers, you know, just another opinion on this topic is that this will help decide this issue once and for all. Can an individual be impeached if they're already out of, or can they be tried on an impeachment if they're already out of office? And so, he says the Senate is going to be the decider. Okay, so the Senate decides to go ahead with the trial. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that will be a partisan vote, 50, well, maybe there might be some Republicans go along with it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But let's say it's 50-50 and and Vice President Kamala Harris breaks the tie and says go ahead with it. He's convicted. Okay, so no, that's to go ahead with the trial. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they already took that vote. They did? Yes. uh, Well, there was a vote two weeks ago and some Republicans were on board. Well, uh, was that to conduct the trial or whether or not the trial was illegal or was that just to go ahead with the impeachment? Mm, You mean to go ahead with the trial? Trial. Um, I don't don't recall the specific question being asked, but I know there were some Republicans on board, but most of them said no. Or, well, uh, the, yeah, the vast majority okay. of the Republicans so said no. So the Republicans go ahead, and, and let's say they go ahead and they decide to hold the 
trial and the president is uh, pres- ex-president's convicted, would there not be an appeal to the Supreme Court saying that it couldn't be, that it's illegal, that it's unconstitutional? Yes, and that's the, when the, that's the, then and only then can the Supreme Court get involved. And the fact that the chief justice did not uh, take part in the trial would, I think, sends a signal that, you know, he doesn't believe it's constitutional. Uh, that's I my opinion. Ta- I wouldn't take that from it. I, I, you know, if you were the the, uh, the head of the U.S. Supreme Court and you saw a, a largely, a completely, bitterly divided political event <coughs> about to take place and you had an opportunity to opt out, would you not do so? I, I think would be a better way to word that question. Well, and one of the things Cliff Reader said is, is when, it, when it comes to specific things about the impeachment trial, when it does take place, or, you know, if it takes place, um, that the Supreme Court will often stay away from that and just tell the U.S. Supreme Court, this is, or tell the U.S. Senate, this is your trial. You conduct it as you see fit. You know, you're, But the Constitution does require that for a sitting president, the chief justice preside. Right, but he's not the sitting president anymore. No. So we're, you know, that, that much is good. All right, email. All right, the email says that individual no, who just sent the email is the reason Sunbury will never get anything. Those in Snyder and Union counties have rich universities and look down their nose at our county. They would rather have multiple colleges than for Sunbury to have one. There are well-educated people who have lived in Sunbury all their lives and are loyal to this town. That writer should spit his vitriol on a radio station in his own community. Residents of Sunbury contribute a great deal economically to both Snyder and Union counties. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I don't know where the writer of that prior email lived. Well, he may well live in Northumberland <laughs> County for all I very know. It very poor self-esteem. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Why, on the question of division in the Republican Party, you guys host this show. How much division do you see between your Republican callers? Between between Republicans, I would not say that I detect a lot of division among Republicans who call in. Is, am I answering that right? Well, we don't know everybody's politics. We know where they're coming from, the left or the right, based on what they're saying. But even one of our left-leaning callers said he is an independent. So, well, I think we have you know staunch Trump supporters out there, but I don't think it contributes to a local division per se. And we have you know intelligent Republicans around here who don't support President. Trump and support, you know, sort of the Reagan mentality, and that's like Joe. But I don't think it really, you know, encourages a division in the local Republican Party. Now, you may call me an unintelligent Republican, but I don't... No, no, I didn't mean to say that if you follow President Trump, you're unintelligent. I mean, these people are also intelligent. (laughs) Thank you. Good catch. That's you know, I don't mind anything, but out here, to be honest with you, I don't meet any, and I meet a lot of them. I meet a lot of Republican voters that still believe in the Trump agenda or the Tea Party agenda. Not necessarily, It don't have to be Trump. If Trump runs in 2024... That's not the issue. The issue is the issues. Mm-hmm. Will they run on the Tea Party platform? That'll keep people like me happy with the Republican Party. If they go back to the Bush times, the times in the past, 
that I agree with Joe Reagan was a breath of fresh air in the Republican Party, which we didn't have since Barry Goldwater. And I agree with Joe and Reagan, but we we need to go back to some roots. And our roots is actually what the Tea Party brought up. What is it about President Reagan that you appreciated the most? His love for America, standing up to Russia, and them, co- and you know, having an economy that works with tax cuts and letting free enterprise work on its own. And uh, like you, I often said on this program, that's the same thing I liked about Trump letting the economy work and it worked beautiful and uh, I called Trump Reagan on steroids I often said that people seem to like that idea you know they said well Trump is on steroids remember some of your callers said that I think in a derogatory manner but that's what we liked about Trump, and I don't see any not major division. I just see us grow the Republican Party finding its roots. And for four years, every time I got around the Republican committee, whatever, I asked them, and they were mostly all Trump people. They agreed with Trump. They didn't agree with the old status quo, the Bushes, and that type of Republican Party we don't want anymore. All right, we That's got you. It. In that case, out in Ohio, they're, they're, <laughs> not, they're not the Republicans that I agree with. They're the old go-along-with-the-Democrat party. We <laughs> Which, did and, Ronald uh, Reagan compromise much? I, yes, he did. He, he did, compromised okay. a great deal with Tip O'Neill. He worked together across the aisle yeah, we, with Tip to to get some positive things done. I'd switch back to Republican to support John Kasich. Ronald right, Reagan thank you was so a, much, Dan. Thank Ronald you, thank Reagan you, thank was you, a conservative, you. but he was pragmatic. He knew what it took to get a deal done and to done. work with people. Instead of calling them names and, and belittling them, he actually found a way to work with them, which I think would have greatly benefited President Trump. Who was his nemesis in the Democratic Party? Tip O'Neill. Did he ever call no, him low IQ? No, no. He and Tip <laughs> O'Neill got along. Right. They worked together. one 800 We'll have time for a couple of more callers, one of whom is already on the line. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Yeah, I'll remember that. <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Two callers, just enough time for both to enjoy about three minutes of good conversation. Chris, you're first. You're on the mark. Yeah, I think one of the things to remember about impeachment is that it's an impeachment trial, which is completely separate than a court trial. Right. Okay. And that uh, high crimes and misdemeanors is pretty much undefined in the Constitution. So what? happens might not even be against the law. Right, this idea of inciting. The president could uh, pardon all child molesters, order them released from prison. A president could uh, declassify anything. So he could say all people working with our intelligence agencies in other countries shall be revealed. All of which would be impeachable. I would think. Well, what's a high crime, though? Well, that's Chris's point. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Point. What is a high crime? I mean, if it's... Well, it, would you consider that a high crime? Uh, uh, suppose he said everybody who's in jail now, they're pardoned, they're out of jail. Well, what's the crime, though? That's what I'm saying. To me, a crime is a statute. It's defined by statute. It's something on a piece of paper enacted by a legislative it's, body that says this is a crime. Robbing a bank is a crime. Doing this is a crime. Or a high crime, which is a, a high, big, high crime. High f- crime. And crime. misdemeanors, even more uh, obtuse. Right. No, you're right. Is it a high misdemeanor, too? Is that high crimes and high dis- misdemeanors? It could be a low misdemeanor. It's, Inciting yeah, a riot is a high misdemeanor. It could misdemeanor. be a low misdemeanor. It's kind of vague, isn't it? No, sure it but is. But the point is, if a president did something like I was suggesting in an extreme case, you'd, I would think that would be totally Im- impeachable. And I don't think uh, too many people would really argue with that. But it was legal because the president has the pardon, the power to declassify, and to pardon. Right. Excellent point. Well made. So I don't think you can can fool around and just say, well, there's no crime, therefore we can't impeach him. That's, that's, That's not true. And also the... The trial is by the Senate, and they have the sole power, and the trial of the impeachment is by the House, and they have the sole power. But what standard do you want to apply, Chris? Wouldn't it make sense to apply a standard where there actually was a definable crime in this instance? Not all the time. No, so in, this insta- in this instance. Either of things I mentioned would be impeachable. Forget those things. I'm talking about what okay. we have in front of us right now. What is the okay. crime? In other words, could he be convicted of a crime for exercising his right to free speech that may or may not have incited someone else to take an action he did not specifically call for. Is that a crime? It, 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 whether it's a crime or not, it's impeachable. Why? It's not a high crime or a misdemeanor. It's not a high crime. If it's not a crime, <laughs> no, it's not a high crime. It's not even a misdemeanor. 
Right, that's exactly Chris's point, is that you don't have to be able to prove incitement it, of a riot. High crime and misdemeanor is pretty much defined by what the Senate and the House decide they are because they have the sole power. So, in other and words, in they could create the, a standard. The Supreme Court justice not being in charge of the impeachment, he's more a figurehead. They Nothing could, he rules can't be overruled by a vote of the Senate. So, you're the saying trial. they can create a standard. Yeah, I know they can do that. They can create a standard that right. they apply so loosely. No, let me finish. They could apply yeah. a standard that may never be applied again or that is so flexible it could, you know, maybe not ever be applied a second time. All right, Chris, we got to take the next caller, but great, well, great point. It is a great okay. point, Chris. Yep, well, Thanks, Chris. Well, well made. Really appreciate it. All right, Bob, last caller of the morning. You're on the mark. Oh, good, mo- good morning. Just just to, just to reiterate uh, what Chris is trying to say there, uh, what he's trying to say is that Nancy and the House Democrats Declared that being a Republican is a crime, so we're gonna we're gonna impeach. Them for it. <laughs> it's a it's now, a high crime. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, when this impeachment trial comes forward, I think what what the lawyers for Trump should do is point out that most of most of the rioters that invaded the Capitol were Biden voters. How do you arrive now, at that conclusion? How do I arrive at that conclusion? Well, I'm just taking uh, Chris and Mark and Eric's word that that there was no voter fraud. Is that correct? You have to ask that. Well, there definitely was voter fraud. There, I can. Oh, I there can, was voter fraud. Now you're saying there was voter fraud. Well, yeah, I never I said the election was 100 percent clean and clear across the board. Oh, I see. Okay. But what we know, we'll just use an example. The the fellow that that was arrested for uh, throwing a fire extinguisher at, at a police officer in the Capitol, okay? He was definitely a Biden voter. Oh, did he say that? I, I, I haven't actually followed what the... How can I the, say that? I didn't... How can I say that? I'm, okay. I'm just using your logic. You said there's no voter fraud in Pennsylvania. He was a union member from from Chester, okay? So we all know that Chester voted 110% for Biden. So he's from Chester, so he has to be a Biden voter. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, well. Okay. You could make that argument. Yeah, if he's a good, good union guy there, unions definitely support. Uh, you're going to have to finish. I, I know you have like a three-point uh, good remark here, so you're going to have to finish tomorrow morning at 8.30. So call us call back. Call us back then. Yep, I really Thank appreciate you. it. But the premise is 100% understandable. It is true. Unions support uh, Democrats. Well, you you didn't make the point, and you should have, that while you believe there were some anomalies in the election, you don't believe they would have overturned the result. Oh, my gosh. No, no, definitely not. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.